From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Smart Rain. We appreciate Smart Rain linking arms with us to bring you today's show. And if you were listening yesterday, we had Andrew Edwards in studio. What's up, Andrew? Hey, what's up, Paul? And we're doing a Ask Paul, where you can ask me any question you want about anything. And I forgot to bring the uh, charge of the computer yesterday, so we're we got down to one percent. And I was starting to get a little nervous because I'm like, if, if the computer dies, we're going to lose everything we just did. It would have been in vain. Mind me of my days because you were asking me about when I got my first truck and I never really answered that yesterday because we ran out of time. But uh, I remember being so broke when I started my business, like my gas gauge, gauge would be at like E. But wow. then it would go under E. It would start to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I wasn't worried about E. If it was pointing on E, I'm like, ah, oh, we got plenty of time. Yeah. But then it would start to go under E and you, yeah. you, you would take note. Okay. You know, I need to get gas. And then it would go all the way there. It's impossible to go any more left. It's completely down. And and that's when uh, I ran out of gas, man. I, I remember driving my truck and I, you could feel it starting to huff and puff. And then I just went out and it, it was so embarrassing, man. I ran, I just ran out of gas, man. Did you have a gas tank in the truck you could, you could use for your truck? Like an extra spare oh, gas tank for all your equipment? At, yeah, well, I usually did, but at that time I didn't. And oh. I, was, I was just straight. Man. <laughs> straight in my, I had the, my, my truck used to be the Department of uh, Transportation. So it was that yellow, it was an ugly yellow. Oh yeah. So here I am on the side of the road in an ugly truck with no gas. Oh man. What'd low, you, low point in my life. <laughs> man, what'd you do? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, remember the location? Oh, AAA. They brought you. They brought me two gallons. Okay. And so thank God, um, I had a AAA membership, and uh, four times a year you get a free. Well, not free because you're paying the, you know, mm-hmm. yearly renewal, but you get four services a year. And so they came out and they brought me, uh, you know, two gallons of gas, and uh, I get, was able to get to the gas station. Man, it's so fun to hear your origin story, Paul. And just to think about all the guys that probably have a really similar origin story, you know, some of them, but then you have guys like Sandy de Leon uh-huh. who have a lot of money, you know, a good job. And they're calling me, you know, greenindustrypodcast.com. You can call and get a, a business consultant. And, um, we, and we actually have other guys that we're going to be rolling out here in the near future. Um, not just myself, but you could talk to me or you could talk to others who've been in the industry. All of us have been in for over 10 years, but long story short, there's guys out there that are actually planning, Hey, I want to start a business full time next year. And they're getting everything in order so that they can actually start it. And it's seamless and it is profitable and it is, you know, productive right out of the gate. So there are guys out there that are doing it the right way. I didn't. I just learned as I go, you know, school of experience, school of hard knocks. So I got the stories. Yeah. <laughs> They're funny now. They weren't funny when you're on the side of the road and it's 95 degrees in Atlanta and uh, you're, out of, you're out of gas and you don't really have that much money anyway because, you know, 
I heard Caleb Allman saying the other day on his show, he, you know, if he goes to the gas station, he sees someone paying $4 and 89 cents or five eleven. you know, he's been there. Yeah. And I've been there. Yeah. And you know, if, if you've never been there, then you're just can get arrogant and you can be like, you know, why are you putting $5 in your car? But it's like, if you only got 20 bucks in your bank account, you, you, you know, you, you got to anyway, dude. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had a great talk yesterday and I'm so excited, man, just to hear Paul, just where you're coming from. And, and I've just got this question, um, after yesterday, what, what kind of brought you to this point now with the green industry podcast, does it relate back to kind of where you came from maybe, or what's your heart behind doing all this? Yeah, it's definitely to help guys. Cause I remember where I was when I would listen to certain episodes of Stanley genetics podcast back in the day. Like mm-hmm. I remember I was always, I was mowing Julie's backyard when he interviewed Mike McCallowitz. It's very interesting that our brain, we remember sense. That's why you'll smell something and you'll be like, Oh, that reminds me of so-and-so, or that reminds me when I was wherever sense. It's the same with audio. I'll remember if I listen to a podcast twice or something like that, I'll be like, Oh, I remember the first time I heard that I was here. So I remember I'd be out mowing and there was a really good podcast uh, back in the day by a guy named Stanley, um, genetic. And, um, he had a contracting business and he still makes a bunch of content and, and all of that. And I think he started a new podcast, but, uh, this was his old podcast and he was making them and I was learning so much cause I was new. And so I loved his interviews and he interviewed some of my friends like Naylor Talley Farrow. And then he'd interview, you know, like authors like Mike McCallowitz. And I was just eating up his podcast. Well, then I don't even know what the reasoning was. He was on like episode 55. He just like, there was like a long time went by and he didn't post any new podcasts. And I was like, man, that was so good. And so when I started the podcast in October of 2018, I just remember thinking, there's a Paul Jamison out there in the backyard of, you know, Julie's backyard. That's like, teach me. Like, I want to know I'm, I'm willing to work hard, but I need to know the right things to do. And so I took it with a great responsibility to provide that content, uh, to folks and not that I have the answers, but I want to bring on guests and have it with audio that's excellent. So it sounds clean and good and provide that information so that guys, so, so, so that like my ceiling can be other people's floors that guys, I love it when guys, you know, share with me how much they're crushing. And a guy that I helped coach messaged me the other day is like, I made $35,000 last, no, no, no. this is April in March, March. He made $35,000 like top line, but still he was working at a, um, like a big box store just a, just a few years ago. And now he's making $35,000 in a month. And he, he get, you know, gave appreciation to what he's learned on the show. And I was like, that's awesome, man. I, I, wow. I'm glad that guys are listening, applying and, and it's changing, transforming their life. Wow, man. That's awesome. It, it makes me think, you know, talking about that, making 35,000 a month. When did that happen for you where you turned a corner and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm profitable now. Or I made a lot of money. When yeah, did that absolutely. So I was, um, it was a Saturday morning. And, um, my Robert's working and I forget what we, what, what supply we needed, but I have to go to the home Depot. We forgot something. And at the time I was working at the, a radio station from 10 AM to 2 PM Monday through Friday. So imagine, and this is heavy traffic in Atlanta. Imagine trying to run a lawn care company and you can't get started till about 3 PM. And it, there's just not enough time before I'd have to leave to go to the radio station at 9 AM. And so 
I didn't have time beforehand. I'd go to work at the radio station. I'd get off and then I'd go do whatever I could until um, dark. But Saturdays, that was the day where I would, um, I didn't have to be at the radio station until 6 p.m. So I was able to work from 8 a.m. to about 4 p.m. And they had a shower at the radio station where I could shower. So it was like in that eight hour window, I had to get so much done. So anyway, it made me mad that I had to go to Home Depot because that, that cut into our productivity for the day. So Robert's out at uh, Terry's house and he knows not to call me unless it's emergency. Cause I just tell him, just figure it out. Like you're, you're a smart dude. Like, you know, I, I kind of gave him that instruction. I was like, just never call me, just do it. You know, like you don't, you don't need to ask my permission. So anyway, there's a whole story behind that, but here's the deal. I'm at Home Depot and he calls me. I was like, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> I was like, hey Robert, hey Paul. And I could tell that there was someone else around because he he he's the kind of guy that every other word he's cussing and he's he talks kind of rough, you know, and he's talking real polish. Hey Paul, how you doing? You know, I was like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Something's not right here. You know, and he's like, hey, the neighbor lady next door is here, and uh, you know, she's a little upset. And uh <laughs> and uh so long story short, we did this property every single Saturday at 8 a.m. And, and make all the noise, you know, crank up the PB 770 and all this stuff. And so I go back to, um, to apologize to her. I get, I get home from Home Depot, we'll get to work from Home Depot. And I go over to her house because I knew she was livid. And I knock on the door. I said, hey, I'm Paul. I'm the owner of the lawn care company that um, wakes you up every Saturday at 8 a.m. I just wanted to apologize. The reason we're doing that yard is because they live in California. And so we didn't, no one wants us to come at 8 a.m., but- I have a job in the week and so I have to work on Saturdays. So that's why we selected to go to that property. And she's like, oh, that makes so much sense. And you know, she's like, honey, I just wanted to let you know though, we do have guests in every weekend because my husband's a football coach. Or no, she didn't tell me football coach. She said, because of the football games, we have guests in. And so I remembered her saying that. And long story short, uh, she's like, but you know what? You do really good work other than the noise. Uh, would you like to give us a quote? Because our guy is, is uh he was cutting corners and stuff. So anyway, I got their job and uh, I'm doing their yard for a long time now. And I just see them. And uh, one day I find out that the husband's actually the defensive coordinator, at the Atlanta Falcons football team. Wow. I had no idea. I, cause I was, you know, I, I just wasn't following Atlanta sports at the time. So I found that out. So to answer your question, what turned the business, turned the corner of my business. When I started doing the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, then everything um, changed because my clientele went from, as you listened to yesterday, I was doing Reggie, Mrs. Stewart, yeah. <laughs> Maria, Les, you know, Les is on disability, you know, not paying me on time, waiting for the disability <laughs> check to come in. Now I'm servicing guys that literally can go on to Google and find out what their salary is. It's public information. These guys are making 7 million a year, 9 million a year. The coaches are only making 800,000 or a million, depending on their, you know, office core, defense core, whatever. And uh, so now my clients are making, you know, a lot of money and they're spending a lot of money on their landscaping. So it changed my business because now I wasn't dealing with clients where it was like, give us the bare minimum. Now I was dealing with clients that were saying, Hey, I want the nicest yard on the street, you know, card on file. Don't ask questions. You know, they would just say, you know, one guy was like, Hey, anything you ever noticed to do, just do it. Charge my card. He's like, if it's ever over $600, ask for permission, but anything under $600, just do it. He's like, I, I don't want, I don't just, just make it the best. Like he's, you know, wanted the best yard on the street and, and stuff like that. So that was totally new for me. Cause now I'm looking around I was like, well, I could spruce that up, you know? 
280 bucks, oh, 450. Like I was, all my yards were right under 600 bucks. And he never, you know, never, never questioned me. He's like, hey, it looks great. Great idea. I love how, what you did there. And so it was, it was like, I was an artist now. I was like, oh, wow. I get to make this look as good as I can. And money's not an issue. So wow. it, it transformed uh, my business. And uh, a lot of these guys are my friends now. Like, I, you know, I just had a guy from the Arizona Cardinals call me the other day. And uh, it's just cool to stay in touch with these guys, even as they move on to other cities. Andrew, I know you're in charge today, but we do need to um, thank today's show sponsors and hear from them. So we'll be right back, guys. Attention commercial landscapers. Smart Rain is proud to announce a partner referral program. At Smart Rain, our mission is to add value to everything that we do. With this in mind, we have created a product that not only saves time and money for your clients, but for your company as well. The best part of the partner program is you get paid for making your job easier. Smart Rain's smart sprinkler controllers will help save your customers money by reducing irrigation costs up to 30 to 50%. It allows you to manage all of your properties from the convenience of your smart device using the most advanced weather-based system on the market. Call 877-346-3333 or visit smartrain.net to take advantage of our partner referral program and set up a meeting with one of our business development managers to learn how you can participate. Hey friends, Paul here, and I want to share with you about our Roadmap to Success e-training. This e-training is designed specifically for those who are just getting started in the lawn care and landscaping business and want to know the foundations on how to start and grow your business. I share how to do marketing, select your service area, set your prices, billing, and much, much more. You can get started with the Roadmap to Success e-training at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Again, that's thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Get in touch with Paul. Just an email away. Greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. Comment on the show. Suggest topics. Ask questions. Speak your mind. Just an email away. Greenindustrypodcast at gmail.com. All right, friends, I am here with Andrew Edwards. He's interviewing me. So let me shut up and let him do his deal. Hey, you're doing great, Paul. <laughs> this is awesome. I want you to talk. I want to hear about all this. This is great. So you had all these uh, professional athletes and coaches that became your customers. And I wonder how did those customer relationships form? Because you found out after the fact that the defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons was your customer. So how did that develop into a friendship, like you said, you have a friendship with a lot of these high profile guys from just being, Hey, customers to friends. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm glad that I didn't know that information before because I was I would have probably been a little bit intimidated or I would have been a little bit trying too hard, so to speak. Cause I was just like, I wasn't, I was just in my fluid just doing my thing. I love making the yard look good. And you've seen that because I've been helping you around here. Like I'll work till dark, not because I, because I financially, actually I've been working for you for free. I, I think I paid like almost 400 bucks yesterday to just to service your, I just want to make it look good. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I had that going for me where I was like, oh, I'm just out doing what I love to do. And that's, that really helped me because if I knew that they were a celebrity or they were, and you see the Rolls Royces and the, the Aston Martins and the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, all, my customers had those cars. Uh, you know, Marcus had a Rolls Royce. Uh, one guy had a Ferrari and a Lamborghini. He had a thing in his garage where he, it was like, a, I don't know how to explain it, but it's stacked. So 
you know, the Ferrari would be underneath. And then there was like this thing that it would, cause the garage, you, you can't, he had so many cars, he couldn't fit him in the thing. So he had to double stack them in his three car garage. Man. And um, so I was like, I, I don't want to say numb or immune, but I was used to all that stuff. Cause I worked in the same neighborhood before I got the, the football people. Cause a lot of these people are just business folks that they're not famous, but they have money. And so I, I, w- I was, it was normalized to be around that kind of wealth but the fame part was new to, you know, to, to, to be around these people with check marks on their names and, and, and watching celebrities come in the driveway and, you know, let's go, oh, wow, that was Julio Jones, you know, like <laughs> he's a wide receiver. But um, anyway, I don't forget what the original question was, but I, I do want to say, I'm glad that I didn't know that until after the fact, because I was able to just be Paul. Right. And that, that's what ended up, they, they liked Paul, you right. know, and if I would have been trying to whatever, manipulate myself to get into their sphere, or open the door. It wouldn't have worked, right. but I was able to just, you know, make them laugh and be, do a good job. And I'll say that that was probably most important is they liked me because I, I made their property look good, real good, you know, and, and that, that kind of opens them up to you. It's like, Oh man, you're good job, Paul. Like, you know, bragging about me to their friends, like, Hey, look at our new play, you know, new, new, cause we, uh, for one of them, we gutted everything. And uh, just started from a, a, a blank canvas and, and, and built a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Jamie and Derek, who I talked about on a previous episode. I brought them in and phew, awesome. Looks awesome. Man. So, but then they're, you know, they're like, you know, hey, this is our friend Paul and started introducing me to their friends and taking me to, I'd go down to the Atlanta Falcons games in the um, locker room and in the parking garage with the players. And, you know, at, when they went to the Super Bowl, they're down there popping champagne. And I um, was the designated driver. I drove them home after they went to the Super Bowl. And so I, I got to hang out with those folks and do all that. So it was, it was fun. Man, that's sweet, man. Yeah. So you did a great job and then it opened the door for the friendships to come later. Yeah. And I never asked for autographs. I didn't ask for, um, no autographs. No, I never asked for anything. And, and, and you, you, you give, 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 you know, Jesus taught that it's better to give than to receive. Gary Vaynerchuk teaches this in, in business to give, 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 give. I think it's called jab, 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 mm-hmm. jab, jab, hook. You, you mm-hmm. give, 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 give. And the mistake that a lot of guys is they ask, they're like, Oh, oh, oh can you give me tickets? Or, oh, oh, can you give me this? And, and no, you don't ask for anything. You just serve them and give. And then if they want to do something for you, um, so that's, that's super important guys. I know that went over most people's heads, but serve them and, and be, be, you know, give or have your boundaries. Don't like work for free, you know, charge a, a market share market fair price. But when you get around folks like that, they can sniff it a mile away. Cause I sniff it a mile away. I mean, I'll show you my Instagram. It's, Hey, can you give me a shout out? Hey, can you do this? Hey, everyone just wants something from me. And it's like, I want real friends. Like not that someone that just wants something from me. Like I, I want somebody that can be my bro, like that doesn't want whatever they can get from me. And so I think they could sense that for me, like, Hey, something different about Paul. He just, he just cares, you know, like I pet their dog and just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to get a ticket or I wasn't trying to get exalted in whatever way. I was just like, Hey man, what's up? And, and, uh, so that was, that was cool. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So they saw the value. Yeah. I know that's something we talked about talking about later is the value that you offer and the value you give to people. And they, make- ju- they just, yeah, they just want their grass cut and you show up on time. And when they come home from a busy day of work or from vacation, everything looks immaculate and perfect. Like 
that's a win. Right. And so, yeah, I made sure that that was done. And then relational intelligence, if they come out to the mailbox, you know, and they say hi, then I say hi back. I match whatever, wherever they take the conversation. I'm, I don't take the conversation mm-hmm. that would be overstepping my boundary and they're going to shut, they're going to shut you out real fast. But if they're out at the mailbox or it's just organic, they're pulling the driveway. Hey Paul, how was your weekend? Oh, good. How was your weekend? Uh, just go where they go. I don't, I don't initiate. I don't, I just stay in my lane and cut that grass and make that cash. And then what happens is they're like, they just become friends and then they're texting you and calling you and inviting you things. And so, yeah, but don't, 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 get carried away with all that stuff, man. That's awesome. So did they know you as you became friends? Did they call you Paul, the landscaper or did they say my buddy, Paul, like when you're designated driver, all this, like, were you still that landscaper or were you like, I'm their friend? We're bros. Yeah. Well, one, I mean, one guy called me his adopted son. So it, wow. it, it got, it got deep to, to where there was, you know, real relational equity and, 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 you know, calling me, considering me family and things like that. So, um, yeah, def- definitely. And, and just, just being a good, uh, you know, I, I try to be, a, you're on these people's properties, you know, 40 to 52 times a year, you know, maybe some of you guys up North a little less. So you, you just start to get to know these people, you know, you know, their dogs' names, you know, a little fluffy or, or whatever. I, they all have, you know, I, I could tell you all the different names of the dogs and you get to know their kids and you get to know the family. And it, it's, uh, it just, it just, it's not just cutting grass. What, what the way I do it, I, I, I develop a friendship with my customers who I want to be friends with. So, some of them I don't want to be friends with. And I, I have stronger boundaries with people that I, um, you know, not, not every person's the same. Some people are trustworthy. Some people are crooks. <laughs> you right. know, you just, you need discernment who, who, who to draw closer to and who to have a boundary with and just keep it as a, a business relationship. I'll cut your grass. You, you give me your card on file and, you know, kind of leave it at that. So, man, that's awesome. That's awesome, Paul. I wonder about some of these people too, if they kind of had a stigma about them of being a rich, famous person, and then everybody's trying to get something, pull on them. They just hate like it. You said. They, they I talked to, talk to them about it. Oh. They hate it because it's not just, it's not just the painters and the contract. All those guys are going to ask them for stuff. They hate it. And that they would tell me this, like, you're so different. You're not, you're like, you're so refreshing. I'm like, you know what, what? And uh, some of them, they, they tried to put their finger on it. It's like, oh, you're just so used to it because they would refer to me to their friends and stuff like that. But um, it wasn't just the, the way the people that work on their expensive houses and cars, it's the family. You know, I was talking to my one friend, you know, these people with blue check marks next to their name and, and they're like, the, we have to put boundaries up with the family. Cause they're always asking us for money and stuff like that. And just th- th- they think that you, that you just get a free handout and, and it's, it's, uh, they don't like it. Man. at all. And what's, what's the blue check mark next to their name? Well, on Instagram, if, if you have, uh, there's different ways that you get a blue check mark. But what I mean by that is that they're famous. They have a, they have a large following. Totally. And uh, I guess they're get, they're handing those out a little bit more generously nowadays, but back, you know, when I'm talking about there, not everyone had a blue check mark next to their name. So to go from one house with a blue check mark to another house with a blue check mark, it's just, it was just a different thing. Starting off with Reggie and Mrs. Stort and all that. Like I started with folks that, you know, <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're in a different, different, different part of life. Wow. Looking back at all the years you've been in landscaping, would you have done anything different? Oh yeah. <laughs> you ask good questions, man. <laughs> 
Um, do you want me to frame that a little more? Or you could just open-ended? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, dude, I do go. You, you can go. Hey, there's so many ways you could go with that. So many ways. I'm just thinking about the um, about this customer base, and it mm-hmm. took you years before you got there, mm-hmm. right? So I wonder yes, if you would have tried to get there sooner, or anything you do different. Yeah. Well, I think what I would have done different is. And it did happen at Panera, my friend, because I was I was thinking I was doing good with this real estate agent because I was like, oh, I got all this work. You know, our friend Cody, we'll have him hopefully on the show here soon. He's got properties listed in the, here and then here and here and here. here. He's doing really well. Um, and then there was somebody in, in my area of Lawrenceville. They had the same thing. They had listings all over the place. And so they're like, we'll hire you to whatever our listing is. You have to take care of that listing until it sells. And they're like, and then when it sells, it's up to you. If you want to talk to the new homeowner and sell them on your service, that's a, you know, that's your opportunity to market. But until the home sells, my deal with them was you make sure it looks good. So if they ever come to do a listing, it, it's proper, you know, I'm, I'm weak there weekly and sometimes even doing a little add on enhancement. So I thought that was like business is booming. Right. Mm. And my friend who's in the industry for about two decades is like, that's horrible, man. You're wasting windshield time. You're going all over. He's like, you know, that's a, you know, Oh man. He's like, you gotta, and he actually worked in country club of the South in Alpharetta. So I'd go work with him some days. He was teaching me up and he's like, see this neighborhood here. And he's like, pick a neighborhood like this. You can pick this one or you can pick another one, you know, in a different area. Cause I was kind of Alpharetta was kind of far from where I lived in Lawrenceville. Shout out to all my friends in Atlanta. I know a lot of you guys like listening <laughs> <laughs> and they like what I name like parts of town. But uh, anyway, so I picked a different neighborhood, but a similar caliber, you know, wealth and, and big mansions and, and stuff like that. And so that's what I did good. What I didn't do good is I just thought if I got into that neighborhood, which had over 900 homes, then I had made it. What I didn't realize, Andrew, was the relational intelligence that not all of those 900 are equal. Some of these people are jerks. Some of these people are just, they look down on you like you're the scum of the earth and they're just so important and just serve them and never talk to them. And you, like people think like that and Mm -hmm. they'll suck the life out of you. And so I don't care if they'll pay you $5,000 to do a job. It's not worth it. And so my biggest mistake is I took, I didn't know how to vet. I just took, I just would look at the blade of grass and the the bush and I was looking at the landscaping and I wasn't looking at the person. Yeah. And so what I learned was this vetting process. Oh, this person, something's off of this person. Oh, 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 and you start to figure out what's off. Eventually you get that, that, that spiritual discernment, but I didn't have that back then. And I just thought I gave people the benefit of the doubt. And it sucked the life out of me because I ended up getting customers that I despised. And um, now the NFL folks, that was a whole different story. Those those guys were all, and gals were refreshing. I, I dealt a lot with their wives because, you know, they're all playing football and stuff. And, and those people were awesome. That was great. But before I got to that, I went through a lot of business folk that I regret. It, it was, it was um, money was good, but the, we call them pitas, pain in the rear ends. Yeah. P, p, you know, yeah. you don't want pitas. So <laughs> they're in the nice neighborhoods and they're in the, they're in the hoods. Yeah. You, you need to learn how to vet your customers. So you don't have the pitas, but you have these win-win situations where it's pleasant to work with somebody. Yeah. And what was your vetting process? What'd you learn in that trying to figure out like, Hey, this is a good customer. This is a bad customer. You yeah. Know, how they communicate there? is their text, 
you know, professional? Is it, do they, do they seem to show some kind of, you know, professionalism versus this, um, I have a Lamborghini and a Ferrari, like, do you, you know, I remember one guy I was, I was working on a football player's house and he drove by in like his Ferrari or whatever. And just like, Hey, you know, come do whatever. And, and, and I was talking about, it doesn't matter. Unlimited budget. You know, it's like thinking he could throw money at me. And I'm like, no, you know, like, I, like that, I, I, I watched how he talked to me and instantly I was like, no, I'm not doing this job. What'd you tell him? How'd I get, you say it? I, I, uh, I forget what happened. Um, I was just real slow. Cause he kept like harass, not harassing, but he kept coming by and like, Hey, do you know, do this and do that. And I never did the job, but the HOA in that neighborhood, he had somebody come and do it. Wow. And, um, what well, that was funny. Cause actually what they did is they, um, they built the drive, they built a driveway, like a, a, a loop, uh, around the front door, like, a you can come in on both sides and they didn't go through the HOA to get approval of it. Oh. And he just, he just throwing his money, right. Build me, you know, do this. And then he had to take it out because oh. <laughs> the HOA is like, he didn't get approval. And so just the, the, the arrogance kind of came back to, to backfire. But I would say I'm in process of learning it because, there's red flags as soon as as soon as somebody starts saying some things, um, it's like oh, there's no chance. And then there's the yellow flags where it's like, Ugh, what it's do you gray. what Go do ahead. you do if it's a yellow flag? Do you do you bid high? Do you keep that, testing? That's, that's do you do? one that's one way to do it is to give them an astronomical price and just kind of put in cushion. Like if I do get it and I do have to deal with them, it's going to be so much. And then normally they won't even accept the quote because it's so big uh, or so much more above the average. So yeah, that's one way. But, and, and sometimes I just say, you know, I'm just honest and just say, Hey, you know, I, I just don't give them the quote or just say, I'm, I'm not, not available right now or whatever. And let me say this real quick. This is so important. I know I keep mentioning Jamie and Derek, but I just appreciate them so much. So they work in the same neighborhood as me. They do different, they, they do high end landscaping. Um, they're not, they don't do mowing and things like that. They just do their deal. But because there's 900 plus homes in this neighborhood, word travels fast. So they know the bad apples and the good apples pretty well. Now they don't know all 900 people, but you, you can start, you know, learning this stuff. So they got my back. So I'll call them and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so asked for a quote. Don't even think about it. Paul. Oh my gosh. Could you believe what they, and, and they can tell you stay away or on the flip side, they can say, Andrew, Oh man, those, they are so pleasant. Oh, you will love working for them. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm glad. And, and so you want to, talk to the people across the street, the other landscapers get to get to be friends with these people because then you can talk to each other and you can say, stay away from that person or, or, or you know, that person's a good customer. That person's bad news. And, 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 and I know some of the pool service companies, I know, you know, the irrigation guys, I know tree guys, I know stump grinding guys. I, I know these different guys. So I have a, um, a network that I can do my research and say, Hey, Andrew, so-and-so asked me for a quote, you know anything about them? And then you can tell me thumbs up or thumbs down or two thumbs up or two thumbs down. And then bam, because I trust you, I'll know on that. So that's really good. Listen, Andrew, time flies. We need to um, thank today's show sponsors and uh, kick it back to Mr. Producer. Awesome. Wow. I just looked at the clock. 
All right, guys, thank you to Smart Rain for sponsoring today's show. And I want to let you guys know if you do want one-on-one business coaching with me to look into your business and to help you take your business to the next level. I know in the spring rush, there's these traps of these PETA customers and things like that. If you want me to help you, uh, we can talk about anything. We can talk about the numbers in your business. We can talk about your customers. We can talk about uh, the adjustments and pivots to make in your business. You can sign up for that at greenentrypodcast.com. The one-on-one coaching is open this spring. We haven't been able to do that in years past, but I've carved out the time this year to have availability to serve your business greenentrypodcast.com and you can sign up for a one-on-one business coaching call i'd love to get on a call with you and help your business thank you smart rain thank you andrew make sure you check today's episode notes This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.